1995. I met my wife in 1995 at a bar in the days before you order your date off the internet. And let me tell you, if there ever was a lottery to be played with the universe, it's two people getting drunk at a dive bar and then deciding they can make a go at it for the rest of their lives. I think about it like if one of my kids told us, I think I just met the love of my life doing two-for-one shots at the Atomic Kitty Lounge, my wife and I would lock them in a closet for a day because we are hypocrites and we can live with that. But as trustworthy as online profiles are, I'm not sure we were any smarter. And it's tough telling my sons about the first moment I saw their mom because I'm like, yeah, she had a bottle of beer between her mouth and my first thought was, damn, I wish I was that beer. We had our crazy times before kids and after kids for that matter. We dated and lived together for seven years before we got married. You know somebody by then. You cannot fake being on your best behavior for that long. Everyone should live together a few years before they get married, and people will figure it out whether or not they're meant to be together for life. Will your partner be as hot and heavy for you by the time you get married if you do wait that long? No, but don't get me wrong because I am blessed that we are still attracted to each other, but you know what I'm saying. The first years of any new relationship are different. You can't expect all the years in a long relationship to have the same level of lust. Don't get married if that's what you expect. And some dads out there know what I'm saying, that my kids owe me more for their lives than their mom. Because if I didn't make a fuss, she still would have never have been in the mood to create you boys. Them hearing that joke makes my boys cringe, as it probably should. Thinking you were born from a Me Too moment can't be easy. So I'm just kidding, boys. Your mom initiated it. As if that isn't more cringeworthy for a boy to hear about their mom. But man, I don't care if you kids feel awkward about that because the rap music you play in the car when it's your chance to control the tunes is insane. There are things about acts done to women in those songs I truly cannot believe that they have no embarrassment about their mom hearing it while they're listening to it. And she will speak up and say things like, this is really uncomfortable and I don't like hearing this, but they don't care because it's different times. You know, I could not handle being in the same room with my mom when a makeout scene would come on television. But like every generation, if you don't like your kids' music, you're considered lame. Now, there's a few reasons why my wife and I didn't get married until seven years into living together. Some of those reasons made sense. For example, the biggest one is that she didn't want to marry me right away. And I don't know why hanging with my friends the rest of your life and giving up your name, body, independence, closet space, bathroom privacy, and a clean house is such a big deal. Nah, I know it. Men can be gross. And guys, let's just say... If your lady asks you to shower together, she really doesn't want to share the water. She is sending you a message in a nice way. So I at least figured that one out with time. I still love that woman and she is my forever girl. Not that we don't have any issues because relationships are all crazy. You want to know the biggest lesson I learned from being married? 
Women get upset if they catch you in a lie, but they want to kill you if you tell them the truth. They think they want to hear the truth, but they don't. Don't believe me? Try it. Just be honest. You know, whatever you did yesterday. Honey, you were in a bad mood for a few days, so after work, I stopped at Leonard's house to hang with him, watch the game, and bitch about you. See how that goes. If a man told the truth all day long, it would be a nightmare. And women don't lie to their man as much as men do to them. Women just lie to themselves. And I don't want to generalize, so I'm not talking about all women, just the overwhelming majority of the ones that I have met. They go through their whole life feeding an illusion they know is totally insincere to themselves. A few years into a relationship, when those lights go off in the bedroom, they're thinking about Drake or Bradley Cooper. They ain't picturing guys named Scott or Jeffrey or Gil. Relationships just work better when guys lie to their women and women lie to themselves. One of the keys to long-term relationships for guys is remembering the lies you already told them. Now, to be more serious, I'm not saying lie about everything because you don't need to for more than 95% of things, right? It's just the small things that could blow up into a bigger deal and it does go both ways. Sometimes the lying women do to themselves goes too far. So let me give you an example where it's been a few years since this happened, but it still bugs me. My buddy's wife told me she believes her husband doesn't watch porn. I know it's ridiculous, and I think of how many hard luck situations I see at work every day, and yet this is the type of thing that can bug me for hours. And I should just be thankful that my wife isn't that narrow about something silly like that, but it bugs me to see my buddy have to go through this. So how did this even come up? We were discussing credit card fraud, and his credit card on a bill that she saw was used for a porn site. And he explained it was a mistake and we'll work it out with the credit card company. And she said, he loves me. He wouldn't do that. So we were having this conversation in a side situation in a social setting. And I could either agree with her, which I did because I didn't want to throw him under the bus. Or you can dive into what you really want to say, which is, first of all, there is no unifying central personality. Neuroscience has proved that. If you're trying to find yourself, just stop. There are multiple opinions and personalities within all of us, and different environments bring them out. So take me, for example. I feel perfectly fine with the fact that I can shoot guns at the range and that afternoon go in for a hospital shift and genuinely feel an intention to heal the people that are around me, do serious podcasts while others are comedic reflections, I love the United States and believe it's the greatest country ever, despite acknowledging some horrendous crimes in our history that destroyed countless families. I ate a vegetarian dinner followed by fried ice cream last night. There's contradictions. It's why guys can love their wives and still watch porn. Now, don't worry, ladies, in my audience at least, because you are the exception. None of your guys watch it. True, it is an industry that puts out on a logarithmic level more movies each year than Hollywood. Now think about that. The porn industry makes more money every year than Major League Baseball 
the NFL, and the NBA all combined. But none of your husbands or sons are watching it. And I get it that some of the people doing those movies are there not because they want to. Maybe their astrophysicist job didn't work out and they do need the gas money. Am I saying there's no victims? That as a media forum, it's a healthy way to learn about sex or encouraging it? No, I'm just saying face reality. And when you do, your life will still have meaning and you will be okay. I totally get that women can't and shouldn't ever feel they have to live up to adult movie scenes. But guess what? Most of us guys can't live up to how the guys are endowed either. We men actually would be the ones better off if the industry went away. Now think about it. My wife, she could be checking her voicemail in the act, and I still wouldn't be complaining, like, this is boring, not really doing it for me. Yes, the situation could be better, but my point is, for us guys, even the worst we ever had it was still great. But women who watch adult movies, let's just say they can have some really extra-sized expectations. All I'm saying is that it's a fantasy and it's not reality. Those wives who think their man never has watched porn are the same type of mothers that thinks their babysitter truly loves their kids. They ignore that is half the job of a babysitter or a nanny to fake that. First, you make sure the kid doesn't die and then you make the mom believe that you truly care. Try telling them you're broke and don't have money to pay them and see if they will be there the next night. But that's not my gal. Let me tell you, my wife sees through BS when she sees it. My wife is a therapist at a mental health hospital for teenagers. Now, the best part of that is I have to be acting like the world's biggest idiot to be the worst person she dealt with all day. There are some theoretical down points in my head, though. If we were to hit a rough patch, the one thing I will never partake in being married to a therapist is going to couples therapy because I know that no matter how good of a player I am, she still owns the game. There has never been a person that entered couples therapy without the intention of proving they are right. You're there to win. If you were in a conciliatory mood, you wouldn't be there. All right, well, I'm going to stop talking about relationships and sex because I am self-aware because I have arrived at an age where as a guy, if you still talk about sex, you are seen as creepy. Being in my late 30s, <laughs> I wish, 45, I think most of us in our mid-40s still have lead in the pencil, but it's weird to acknowledge it and have others hear it. It's ageism, but that's how it is. It's the one thing nearly every adult has done, yet in 2018, it's still dirty to talk about sex. It makes no sense. But we do have to change our fantasies as we get older or it gets weird. So sex isn't even my number one fantasy. The thing I want to see, my kids having one day of my childhood, which wasn't that bad, but would be funny to watch. Just watching one of my kids just pick up a ringing phone, get clotheslined after walking eight feet with it, lay down on the couch to recover, but then has to get up to change the channel and then realizes there's only four channels with no movies and they can't fast forward through commercials, gives up, decides to play music and then realizes there's only 11 options 
of scratched vinyl discs available to them. Ah, oh, would be awesome. I would just love to see that for one day. All right, what else do I want to talk about? How about vaccines? That's always a good topic. But I don't get on the anti-vaxxers as much as most other doctors do. Vaccines do work, but they cause a lot of bad stuff, like traffic. People should be pissed about vaccines because they work so well that they help throw the earth out of balance. Why? Because them vaccines cause adults. Seriously, they stopped polio, they stopped smallpox, but the highways have become a nightmare. I think part of it is that I'm not a pediatrician, so I don't have to deal with the anti-vaxxers every day. I did see a case of measles in our hospital, one of those measles cases a couple years ago that came from Disney World because there were a lot of people unvaccinated, and one of them wound up in Colorado Springs, our hospital, but I don't know. People always ask me, what's the most unusual case that you see? And we see unusual stuff every day. Some things I gotta say stick with you. I have seen a few cases now where people have either had a stroke or even die while having sex. Now think about how traumatic that is to the other partner. I mean, if my wife died while we were doing it, I would be so freaked out. I probably could not have sex again for at least another week. Eh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I love being a doctor, but I don't like it when people outside of the medical profession tell me how I should be as a doctor. So I have these friends who say, as a doctor, you shouldn't prescribe so much. You should focus on discussing lifestyle more than anything else. Like they think my patients have never thought about their unhealthy habits until I mention them, right? So you got cigarettes. The following warning is on cigarette packs. Cigarettes can cause cancer. Tobacco causes tooth loss. Tobacco smoke can harm your children. But only if us doctors would just get more serious about telling our patients that tobacco is bad. Anyway, I'm in Colorado, man. Tobacco, you don't even see it quite as much as you used to because we were one of the first states to legalize weed. And I have no idea why weed is even on the drug panel on a urine test in Colorado. It's like testing urine for water. It turns out that most of my patients think that the only side effect of smoking marijuana is that it causes them to have less marijuana a series of small fires that has consequences. I always wonder what my mother would have been like if she smoked a lot of weed. See, I have a Jewish mother, which means she is constantly speaking her mind, which is chock full of love, anxiety, and a sliver of knowledge about every disease. And like every Jewish mother since Mary, she thinks her son is God, which is a lot to live up to, by the way. So this is a true story. The only time my mother ever had marijuana was when she was pregnant with me. Her friend made pot brownies and she didn't know my mom was pregnant and gave one to my mother. So my mom was the only person on earth that got more stressed out after ingesting marijuana, as if something terrible would happen to me, as if my blood type would become THC. She still gets upset about that event. And you have to understand that the one time I asked my mom why she doesn't drink alcohol, she said, because it makes me dizzy. She doesn't enjoy any substance 
that would take her mind off her dissatisfaction with my high school algebra grade. But I do owe her a lot, including my career. You have to understand something about this woman. I was in a band when I was in college and told her I wanted to be a musician. This is a true story. And her response to me was, go ahead, just be a doctor on the side. As if like 80 hour weeks and being up twice a night is a side gig. But hey, it's been great. All right, well, I'm out of here. Said enough. Gil Peratt, catch you on the next round.